Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Rank, the podcast about viewing Disney movies and putting them on the big rank board. I'm your host, as always, Lewis, and co-host me is Amber. Welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time, but basically, just to put it simply, these past two months has been so busy for both of us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and it's just been so hard to kind of find time to do it, but hopefully we should be back now and We'll be bringing some episodes for you, hopefully soon. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit more later on about what we want to do in the future and stuff. Also, can I just quickly give a shout out to our editor, Bruno, who did an amazing job in the Avengers episode and will be editing this episode. He does it for completely free, so just shout out to Bruno. <laughs> now, in this episode, we'll, we're coming back with a newer movie. Where we'll be reviewing Onward. This is the 2020 Pixar film, directed by... Dan Scanlon. Did you know he also directed Monster Disney University? I did. That I really like that film. Best. It's one of my gold guilty pleasures. I... It's... Monsters University I enjoyed, but um, I don't it's think it's not one of the best, best but it's, it's not as bad as people say it. It's like people put it down there with like Brave and Cars and Cars 2 and stuff, and it's way um... better than that stuff. I think Monsters University is just entertaining. Yeah, yeah. but it's it not has a really good, good third act, but like the first two are just a bit. Uh... Oh yeah, the third act. Now is this the best film part. stars the amazing works of Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, Mel Rodriguez, and Kyla. Uh, and Kyla Bon <laughs> I pronounced probably every single one of them wrong. Oh, <laughs> I, I got Tom Holland <laughs> right now. This film is a really weird one, as it basically came out moments before this pandemic thing started. Yeah, unfortunately, making it the the least um, like yeah. the least gross. But, but it's always going to have that butt to it of like, yes, it's the least grossing, but there's a reason why it was, and th- I think there's two main reasons yeah. why this film was quite low grossing. If I'm looking at it on the surface. The first is that, um, of course, the pandemic. Yeah. It was in China at this point. It was coming over around the world to Europe and stuff. And the second is that a lot of people weren't too excited for this movie. They saw the trailer and they're like, oh, is this, is, this just looks like a generic kids film. It's nothing special. And then so a lot of people might have not ri- risked their lives to go and see it. Yeah. It's, it, it was kind of one of those weird ones of like, it kind of just, it came out and I was like, oh, this film's came out. Like, the marketing, it was a bit weird. It was like, like, they didn't make a big deal of it coming out. It kind of just came out. It was a big rush, and then lockdown. Yeah. My sister, well, for me, personally, my sister watches the Disney Channel a lot, and every other every other show, there was a trailer yeah. for this movie playing. Yeah. So, I was aware yeah. of what it was. The trailers did not make this film look as good as it was. Even I, I we'll, yeah. we'll get I, I think the trailers didn't do an amazing job of setting up the film. Now let's get into this movie. Now going into this film, I didn't have my expectations super high. I knew it wasn't going to be a Pixar great, but I had them pretty good. I thought it'd be somewhere in the middle of the pack, like if you know what I mean, like not not as bad as Good Dinosaur, but kind of yeah. like some of the others. Kind of like how I feel about Wally. I know you're much going to disagree about that one, but. No, I I personally bit, enjoyed this film more than Wally, which is just. Uh, for me, definitely a hundred percent. What is like your second but... favorite Pixar film? So that's like kind of unfair. It's I love Wally, but we'll save that. We'll save my opinions. Yeah. For All right. What we'll, we'll do is we'll start off with kind of like the positives, and then we both have quite a lot of criticism of this film. But let's start with the positive. First of all, the animation. Wow, it's so good. All the Pixar films have amazing animation. You gotta love how much this company has grown from this. Yeah, you first go back film. and you watch Toy Story and you see, you know, Andy and his face. It's not perfect when you come to see this and you have some really a lot of fun with the animation. You really have, of course, the magic element of the whole thing. The did from the first Toy Story film still gives me nightmares. <laughs> oh my god, yes. When I was a kid it's... I was terrified at Sid and I couldn't watch the movie because he scared me. So I had like dreams about him and stuff. And when I found out he was the Bin Man, do you know that the Bin Man in Toy Yeah, when yes. I found that out, I was so scared. Yes. <laughs> I was like, no, he's trying to kill Buzz <laughs> and Jesse. And I'm like, no, but 
this movie looked really good. If <laughs> I've, I really enjoyed, I really did enjoy the main two characters in this film. Yeah, I've got some yeah. opinions we'll, on We'll them, break personally. down characters um, a bit more, but so overall I think it. the cast yeah. made these characters. They play, the characters in, these fil- in this film they are pretty cliche, but the actors really made me like the characters. Um, so personally, I had to, I have to kind of disagree with that. Um, this is something that I forgot to mention in Tangled, the review. Um, okay, while I liked the, um, I think the, the thing about the characters and the voice actors is that I like all of these actors and I think they're really yeah. trying and I think it does pay off, but there's three actors in particular when it's just, I'm just always aware that they're recording in a studio, and that's Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, and Octavia Spencer. I love these actors, and they're all trying, and they're all doing a really good job. But I'm I'm not seeing a character. I'm just seeing these act these really yeah. famous actors in front of a microphone. I never. I, I understand. I understand that point. I kind of disagree with it, but it makes sense. I kind of agree. It's kind of hard with acting with voice acting. People say voice acting is easy. You just go behind a mic and say some stuff. No, you've got to be in character. You've got to make people believe the character. You can't, you're not playing the character. You've got to have the emotion in your voice, if you know what I mean. Exactly. And I'm not saying that they did a bad job, because that's not true. They all yeah. did a great job. But I think they really tried and made the, the script really good. But I just, I'm just always, I, it's, ne- for me personally, it was, I never believed that it was actually a character. I always believed that it was, they were behind a microphone and that, 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 I think that's a big part yeah, of the movie. I, I do really enjoy these actors and I think they did do a good job, but they're not, they're not the best voice actors I've seen. And compared to like, say, Tangled and stuff, it's nothing. But another thing I really in- enjoyed yeah. is I, I quite enjoyed, honestly, the father as a character and the whole storyline with him. I liked what they did with him. Spoilers, by the way. But spoilers, by the way. I love at the end that you don't, you never actually get to see him. You only get to see him in photo. And the, I love the ending, by the way. I'm really happy with the ending that they didn't go the Frozen 2 route where it was like, oh my god, there's going to be this big sacrifice. Are they actually going to destroy Arendelle? Then they, just do a, then they just do a cheap ending and it's like, no, Elsa's going to save the day. This, I'm yeah. glad they didn't do that. There was legitimate sacrifice. Um, Ian never got to see his dad. And th- and there were like, consequences, you know what I mean? And it wasn't just like, exactly. oh, let's save Arendelle at the last minute because we can't say goodbye to Arendelle, can we? And, oh, Olaf, he can't come exactly. back because, you know, Disney can't kill characters off. Exactly. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, I'm very mixed of a lot of things. They're my main to positive. Love the animation. Love the ending. I really enjoyed the actors playing the characters. You kind of disagree. But now to kind of get into the characters, let's start with Ian and Barley. Let's start with Ian as a character. Okay. Ian. Um, yeah, go ahead. First... Okay. Ian, I like the character arc. I like the storyboard. But you can't not tell me that this yeah. character has been done so many times before. He is that six, he's that lonely introvert 16-year-old who lost a father and all he wants, and he wants this one thing and he knows he'll do anything to get it, but there's, that there's consequences and obstacles. And it's like, Wiley, don't do it poorly. It's just been done so I know, many times. It's I just, don't think Pixar. Th- that was the thing I was adding, like, oh no, like, Especially with the stuff of like, oh, he can't get the friends to come to his parties, writing on his hand. And like, I liked his character. I related to him a lot, but it's just, I like that type of character, but you've seen it in every film. And it's just like for Pixar, compared to some of their lead characters who are really interesting and different. And it was quite annoying to see Ian be your typical character. And I liked his storyline, I liked his arc, and it made sense. And I related to him. I loved the moment by the way, where he realises that Barley has been that father figure. That was honestly one of my top 20 Pixar moments. And you just that see as he slights, really as he ticks all the boxes. I love that part. And I, that was really 
Yeah, I just um, I just I think that really bugged me because I thought that this is a really good arc. It's a really good ending, like how they wrap this character story up. But it's just not a good. It's not an, it's not a new character. We've seen this character so many times. You could even argue that this is one of Tom Holland's previous characters, Peter Parker. <laughs> it basically like, is like, oh, Ultimate. he can't talk to MJ. He's like this weird guy, but except he's got the magic. Except like he's Spider Man in this case, and. He's got this stuff that no one else can do, and he can't talk to the people. Like, exactly. it's just so cliche. They have that father figure, Tony Stark. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, why, why Pixar? Like, you, your recent characters have been so interesting. Like, the stuff you've done with your characters have been so uncliche. They take these concepts and they do stuff you've never seen a rat cooking, you know what I mean? Or robots that don't even communicate. and you know, emotion inside your head, a soul who goes through a journey, it's like, and then you just have this, and it's just, Barley was, at first, I hated him, but as the film went on, I grew to like him, at first I was like, oh, he's just the annoying comic relief older brother, but as the film went on, you got to kind of get to know him, and he was nice, Chris Pratt is a great actor, and I think he portrayed the character well, and I liked what they did with his character, and I liked the decisions they made with him, they kind of they made him interesting in the end, and they did cool stuff with him. Like, I'm not gonna lie about the Bart with Barkley's character. I have the opposite problem with him that I do with Ian. I feel like that I really that I feel like that. Um, while not a new character, I think that this was a fun enough character, and I do like yeah. the story that they gave they- him, and I do find him legitimately likable. It's just that. It's pretty obvious how his story arc was going to end. It's pretty obvious that he still loved his brother. He wanted what was best for him. And it's like, with Ian, I really like the way they wrapped up his story. With Barkley, it was just a little bit too predictable. But that doesn't take away that I think he is genuinely likable. I do like his... The best part of them is that their relationship with one another. Yeah. I, I found that really strong. And it just increases the more the movie goes on, which makes it all the more likable and enjoyable and i think that's like the yeah. best part of these two characters rather than them on themselves because i have a, a, a little too much issues with both of the characters as themselves because they're not really that no, they they're really... they have the best characters. like the of course i was gonna add these two actors have past experience of course in the mcu and infinity war they were together for most of the film so it was good mm-hmm. to see these actors. I really enjoyed quite a few moments in this film. I think this film had its real stand-up moment. I love the part on the waterfall with the two brothers. I love the part with the pen and the clicking. I love the ending, you know what I mean? I like certain scenes, but then there's also certain parts. Like, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't find this film that funny. Mm-mm. Like, a lot... I was expecting... I was expecting a lot more yeah, laughs. Yeah, most of the laughs kind of came from the dad, and I thought Barley's supposed to be the comic relief, and he wasn't that funny. I, mm, I, I, didn't yeah. fi- I didn't find a lot of his jokes that funny, and that's a problem with being the comic relief. And I know he's not really the comic relief, but he could have been funnier for Chris Pratt, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the dad, Um, I think with the jokes in this film... I think they're a better setup than they are a build up. Yeah. Than they are a then I think they're better setup than they are a payoff because like think about it. Like I really I found it funny like the fact that the whole this whole dungeon kind of castle or whatever is now turning into like a Chuck E. Cheese type <laughs> restaurant. But the jokes they do are a bit too like that's funny, but then the jokes they do is a bit yeah. too predictable. Like with the with the with the kids menu map or whatever or the um or the dragon type lady being like a costume or whatever. And um that the same thing goes with the tiny fairies or whatever. Like I like the I like the pay I like the build up. Like they are funny at first, but then it's like it's pretty obvious you're gonna start flying yeah. again. It's not so great so, chaos, so we kind of discussed the two main characters. I'm going to bring up a major problem I have with this movie. And so the whole thing is that we've got this entire fantasy world of we've got these creatures and the world is not exciting. They might as well be humans. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely They don't agree. like the world. You have When you have a fantasy world of these creatures and these elves and these unicorns and pixies, You've got to make it as exciting and unique as possible. But they don't do that with this film. And it just feels like they might as well be humans. And it's the same thing. And You know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
Zootopia where yeah. they made this the whole, whole world and it made sense for it to be this kind of world, but for this, it just doesn't make that's, any sense. Like, yeah, no that's what I love about Zootopia. So the whole point of the film is that they're these animals, it's this prejudice thing, and they, there's a rabbit and a fox teaming up, and there's so many jokes and so much creativity with the world, and they make it this kind of animal world, and I, I feel like in Onward, they don't experience enough with this kind of setting, and it could have been so much cooler, like, I get the, the argument a lot of people come out was like the world used to be magical and now it's modern, but you could have done something like they got they just got Chuck E. Cheese, that's the place and the world, you've just got, you know, normal houses, you've got high school, you've just got all the normal stuff. They might as well be humans. It doesn't change anything really. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's I mean that's a that's pretty deep dive into what I'm Yeah, that's it I, I pretty much said it all when it comes to like this film could have been so much more creative with its setting, but I do enjoy the animation. I also don't think the character designs are that good. I, I don't really think the character designs are that good. They're not, they're not original. Like they just mm-hmm. they just like literally Oh, going back to the comedy, there is one joke that actually made me really right. laugh. That was that had a great build up and a great payoff, and that was the dragon. Uh, that was the that was the the, the 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 dragon that he made out of the school building. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. That was like they they hyped the mandicle hyped up this entire time. Like, there's going to be this scary dragon, and it's gonna. Rise and she's gonna have to say it. Then you just hear it turn around and it's just got that face. That was a great build up and an awesome pick. It was made that really. It was unexpected and it was just a very good scene. Now we forgot to mention earlier. Yeah, jokes are only funny when you don't know what's coming. Unlike the Chuck E. Cheese thing, which I could smell from miles away. It's like let's go with the manticore is just gonna be the. Being, I was like really. I like the Chuck E. Cheese scene. It just felt a bit like. Really, I kind of predicted this from a mile away. Yeah. And it's it's mm-hmm. kind of that thing of, like, the film is quite predictable. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know how it's going to end from, the, from the, like, the first couple parts. You know how the quest is going to be. And we've not even touched upon, like, the quest at all yet. So I'll, I'll, let, I'll segue over to you. What did you think of, like, the main storyline, the quest? quest and how it's executed and stuff like that the main storyline i think i i think it's good original but it's not that's the thing yeah i think let me dive into that i feel like that the whole thing with the dad basic um basic kid trope um cliche but I like what they did with it. Like, how you've never seen this, what they did with it yeah. before. Like, just legs, and they have to get it, the whole thing back. And I think what they did with the legs, they gave his legs a personality. Yeah. And I think that was and, really and... cool. But that there's only so much. Then again, while they gave it a good enough personality, there's only so much jokes you can do with a pair of legs. Some of them really made me laugh. Like there's this one d- that made me laugh when Barkley was tiny, and the and the dad had no idea what was going on, so they put his foot around and he nearly stepped on him. And Barkley goes, "No, no, it's me." Da 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 da. He does the thing on his feet, and then uh, and then the dad panics and he trips and just falls on his feet. <laughs> yeah, that was like, funny. We know from this podcast but... that you're a big fan of characters who just by animation alone come to life, and you love Wally and like, oh, and, and I really enjoy. It. I love the art of the whole thing as well. Of like, all right. We got this object and we're bringing it to life without any dialogue, and it's really cool. And yeah, I think the the main storyline yeah. is well put together. It's cool. The quest doesn't make a lot of sense though. It's very convenient. Yeah. Like, I feel like it kind of is a bit played out. Like the part of the pixie, I like the action. In it. I just felt the scene went on for way too long. Yeah, I think some stuff drags and all of that stuff and. It's not perfect at all. I can agree with that, actually. Definitely. Like, I... I just... I feel like... I, that. Like I said, it had a pretty good build-up, but not a very yeah, great payoff. you have this really cool idea, and it just... It's not that cool. Like, you've got a part where Barney shrinks, and he do, there's some jokes of it, but there's not... They don't do the whole thing you could do with that concept, if you know what I mean. Like, it's... 
like you've turned one of the characters small and they don't do enough with it in my opinion he's only small for like 10 minutes and it's like really what was the point in turning him as small exactly like, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's many moments in this film where I'm just like you could have done more of it but I don't we've been awfully negative about this film so far I did really enjoy it yeah. I, when, when I watched this film we, we didn't even talk about how we got into this film so we're kind of going back in time here how were you first introduced to Onward or what was like your experience watching it for the first time the first time I saw it fun fact this is actually the last movie I saw in theaters before coronavirus yeah. happened so when I first saw it I thought it was a better than I was expecting but what I was expecting was a was a mediocre maybe seven out of ten yeah. film. What I got was a mediocre seven and a half out of ten <laughs> film. So you, take you, that for yes. what it's worth. Um I, I agree. I didn't get the joys of sitting this in theaters. We were we were really busy late March. But I think the UK got into lockdown a little bit before the US as well. I really think it's that ending that got it yeah, into other half. Like it it's a average enough film with it just happens to have a great ending that makes it like a seven out of half seven and a half film it i first got to see this film actually only a week ago because when it was in cinemas of course all the cinemas shut around the world they put it immediately onto disney plus but only the u.s got it and i wasn't going to pay for it because i didn't think this film would be amazing i was going to wait and it took to like the third week of october for the uk to get it and we, we sat down we had a family movie night and we watched it we had snacks and stuff we had a great experience the film was not perfect but i had a really cool experience watching this one so I, I didn't have a great experience watching it. I really like the ending of this film. But um, other than that, there's just nothing in this movie that really stands out uh, to uh, me. I, I've got a I... random question. When you went to see it, how many people, roughly, were in the theatre? Maybe a 60, 60, to, 60 to 65% of the theatre was filled. Wow, yeah, because I know at that time, like, theatres were starting to, like, be less full. I just wondered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but... And and I, I I saw I think I saw I, I I can't remember if I saw it I think I saw it the second weekend it was yeah, out I which can't was remember. like <laughs> the U, the UK went in lockdown moments before then <laughs> a few days after yeah. that we went into lockdown like last couple last week of March or whatever like around the end of March which was yeah and it was weird and then six months went by and this podcast started and a lot of things went down but yeah go, going back to the film. I, I think we need to talk about a couple other characters in the film. So let's go on to talk about the mother. I don't know her name. Do you remember her name? Let me look it up. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, Laurel. Laurel. I'm just going to call her Laura. That's easy. Yeah, right. I've, I, I'm popular. I didn't like her character. I just felt she's a mom. Every mom in a film. And the part where she's like, oh, people saying, oh, she gets to be acting. It was so force it was like i am a warrior and she just gets the sword it's just it's so forced in my opinion they tried to make them to like i kind of have to disagree i kind of have to disagree with that i found it funny i found it remember spider-man into the spider-verse i found her as like the badass aunt may that was in that movie (laughs) yeah i uh, i i just didn't enjoy her character she just felt really cliche and like i'm gonna be all like I I, I didn't. Liked it. I mean, I don't. I kind of liked it because, like, I don't think she was that cliche. Because, like, come on, how many times do you see it? Like, <laughs> how many times do you see it where, like, the mom is actually where the mom isn't just the background character waiting for her boys yeah. to come home and just giving <laughs> yeah. support. She actually came in and helped. yeah, I I did like that. Like, I just I, thought it was it could have been executed better. But I just think it was. I think it was executed well, fine. I mean, like, I think it was executed the best you could do it because it's like, well, because it's the story's even about her. So, like, I think what they did with the character, I think that was good enough. And I think what she got, I think that was pretty cool because she wasn't just that standard mom who was just in the background showing, like, Yo, go, boys, <laughs> you can do this. No, she got a sword yeah. and she <laughs> that, that That is going to go into, like, the top ten best quotes on Disney Ranks of all time. Um, <laughs> that, that was... That was really good. You may have just changed my opinion. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> I really, I I did. I I now agree with you. I think the mom. I get why it was a cool mom. At first, I was like, really, she's just like, I am a warrior. But I just, 
but now I look back at it, yeah, her character was well put girl. She went after the boys, she was badass, you know, she did that stuff. She she was That's why we have two she people wasn't, on this show. She wasn't just like the other like other mums in Disney Self. It's just like you go be the hero you've always wanted it. You go boys, you go follow your <laughs> She actually did some stuff and I I quite enjoyed the Manticore, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Octavia Spencer. Yeah. While I knew it was Octavia Spencer the whole freaking time, I still love Octavia Spencer. She's an amazing actress, and I thought she did. You, you just got well. a fantastic cast here: Tom Holland, you know, Chris Pratt, Octavia Spencer. I've not really heard of her. What do you, what films is she in exactly? Like Octavia Spencer. Yeah, I, I've not really heard of her before now. Ah, uh, she is so funny. Uh, she, she was in she was in Hidden Figures, The Help, Ma. Recently, she was in The Witches. She was in um Instant Family. Bro, I I freaking love this actress. Have <laughs> we found like the female version of Jonathan Groff now? <laughs> no, she's not the feet. I'm not gonna go that far. But <laughs> um, yeah, she. Oh, I, and um, Dob- I I. I found out that David De- uh, that uh, David Diggs is uh, I love him as much as Jonathan Groff now. So yay. oh yeah, David Diggs he is a legend. I'm I'm gonna point that out. He's he's clearly the he's probably my favorite actor in Hamilton. If I'm being honest, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and we're doing weird. Hamilton hopefully before the end of the year. <laughs> oh, hopefully. Yeah. You you, ne- you never know what's gonna go down in 2020. To be honest. You don't. Today's election day. It is election day. <laughs> I... And we might, even, we might even not get the results until next yeah. week. So t- Today is like the most, this is probably the most unpolitical podcast of all time. But, you know, it's election day <laughs> and the UK is going back into lockdown tomorrow and only schools are going to be open and stuff. And it's, it's all going down. But <laughs> That must suck, only school being open. Yeah, it's like... Oh, we're gonna close everything, but schools, yeah, that's open. <laughs> you gotta still go to school and university where it's all being spread. Anyway, let's get back to onward before we go off a long trail of mod of 2020. Anyway, so let's talk let's talk a bit more about the Manticore. I thought she was probably my favourite character in this film. Yeah, she was really funny. I liked she her. was such she was really creative because like I wish they would have added more characters like her, different you know, different species of stuff. I really enjoyed her. She was well acted. She was well performed. Her story was good. Of like, it it wasn't that serious. It's good. Her side plot with the mom was brilliant. Yeah, like, I really enjoyed that side plot. At first, I was like, oh, when I when I read the description for the film, it said like, as the mom goes out looking for boards, I'm like, oh, this is just gonna be a boring subplot. But when I got to see it, I really enjoyed the subplot. Do you agree with that? <laughs> I do, I do. I think they were funny together. Yeah, two two female characters just kicking butt, going to find these boys. And do you want to know one character I didn't like? I don't know his name, but he's like the half horse, half human dude who the mum's new boyfriend. Let me look it up. <laughs> this is just be a segment now. The Amber looks up okay. the film. Colt Bronco. Colt, Mister Colt. Um. Yeah, I just found his character so wasteful. They could have done so much more with him, of, like, how he copes with being the mom's new boyfriend. Like, one of the things I heard another YouTuber say um, was, like, what if they did this whole storyline where, like, he became... He got jealous because the boys were going after the old father and, like, he's their new father. And, like, does he... That whole thing and how it would play out. And I thought that's what they were doing with him when he was going after the boys. But, no, it was just... He was so wasted, in my opinion. I don't think he was wasted because what are you going to do? I, I, like what are you going to do with this character anyway? He was hardly mentioned. You like he was hardly mentioned. Uh, I almost I, he's one of the most forgettable characters in yeah. my life. In a p- it just feel like what could you have done? With I I, I feel like, like you could have done this storyline like how he feels about these boys going after the father. Like do they not care about him? I know, but it clearly showed that he didn't really care about the boys. He just wanted the he just wanted the wife. Yeah. The mom. I feel like if they did Onward 2 sometime down the road, he would have a bigger role in it, probably. Yeah, probably. But they never really showed, like, like how the, like, how Bar- Barley and Ian, like, 
how they like really felt about the dad like like the boyfriend like did they end up liking each other at the end like they just showed them all happy at the end i know they the ending was kind of a bit like it was really good and they just had five minute epilogue you know what i mean and it was like further i feel like the film took a while to get going as well like the first 10 15 minutes was like it was pretty cool but it was like very standard setup you set up you know ian he's kind of this thing you set up barley the mum you set up the dad thing. It was very cliche at the beginning. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I did like the narration in the game 10, the story, even though it's in the trailer. It's like, once, there was magic. And it's told from the father. I, yeah. I like how the film opened, yeah. then it cuts to Ian. And yeah, it was pretty cool. I do like that. I do like that switch. I don't know why, but a lot. Of, this film felt a bit more childish and kiddie to me. You think? Yeah, like some of the some of the moments felt a bit more. All right, this is not really family. This is this is a joke clearly aimed at kids and stuff. It felt compared to like their more recent films, like Toy Story Four or like Coco and like Inside Out. It felt a bit more, you know. Do Do you agree? Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. I I don't think this is like the most. This obviously isn't the most adult. Pixar movie, like, Pixar is known for um, making movies that are for adults and kids, like they, they, Ratatouille, Up, Toy Story, yeah. those movies, those, but, like... They, those are all movies that have, like, these fun things that kids will enjoy, but then there's a deeper message, and this film does have that, it, and I really I really enjoyed the more serious moments, and I loved the message part. I just felt the comedy was weak, and one thing I did enjoy was the score. I did notice the score in this one, and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, the score is fine. I I didn't really I don't really remember it. <laughs> yeah, did did you see this film recently? Have you seen it recently? Just I did see it recently. I saw it like two to three weeks ago. Cool. But the the score didn't stand out to me personally. Yeah, it, I, I I I kind of agree with that one. I think the score it was all right, but I I did notice in a few moments it was pretty good. It was a pretty average score. Like the soundtrack and that stuff, it was just kind of fine. It was just like it was just either sad or whimsical. Now this might be a completely different thing, but have you heard of the Pixar fairy? The Pixar fairy. Fairy. Theory. Yes, I have. Basically, there's this whole thing of like, does Onward break the Pixar fairy? Because it's like, it's the the whole thing is it is basically set on another planet, and that an axiom apparently crash landed onto this earth into this second earth which got them all the human kind of technology that that's kind of how it fits just bringing that up mm-hmm. I, I just thought i'd do that yeah. in a second but talking a second it's time for the rotten tomatoes prediction i already know the <laughs> of course you do the segment where i guess the rotten tomatoes score of films which amber already knows because she's always on and i tell you how long <laughs> I think this film is in the 70s. 76. Higher. Oh, it's higher. What is it then? 88. 88? That's high. Oh, that, that's a lot higher than we've given it. Like, come on. They gave Hamilton a 98. Yeah, they're telling me that only 10... That they're saying that this movie is 10% worse than Hamilton? Like, no. like It's like day and night, this and Hamilton. I'm not trying to say this film. And then, um, and then the audience gave it a ninety-five. Yeah. Well, I can, I can, I can understand that because how Rotten Tomatoes works is like it's a six out of ten or higher. Most people would say, all right, that's a seven out of ten, six out of ten. That's still a, a positive percentage. There's not many people who are going to say this is the worst Pixar film. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but get this. Get this. What? Audiences gave um audiences gave Onward in ninety five, but audiences only gave Hamilton a ninety. <laughs> uh, there's ten percent of people who just hate musical theatre, like Cooper, for example. But this has never happened to human life. But, I don't care. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> we'll get to that in the Hamilton review. It's going to be like a two hour review or something. I'm planning that for, like, the big end-of-year episode. Like, if you get me started, I will just sing the whole song of every song. <laughs> of the song. It's like, it's like, don't get me it's like one hour and 40 minutes, so that that's just... We'll be discussing every song in depth, talk about every character, every actor, 
going on about how wrong people are to give it a 90%. Only 90 is 100. You'll probably go on about Jonathan Groff for like half an hour and, you know. And Davy Diggs. <laughs> Davy Diggs and Leslie Oden Jr. and Lynn. And <laughs> all... I'm reading the reviews. One person says, it is said to be one of the best musicals. Sadly, I was very disappointed. Boo-hoo. Of course, you were. It felt like a it felt like a recantation of Hamilton's Wikipedia page. No small detail omitted. The actors didn't stop talking, singing, rapping for even a second. It is really one of the most tedious shows I've yet to see because it's a musical. <laughs> they have to continue talking, singing, and rapping. This girl doesn't know what she's talking just, about. Just don't just just stop being a Rotten Tomatoes person, like. Don't go into this saying, oh, they were singing the whole thing. Why couldn't they talk? Somebody said, somebody said, it's crap. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Well, I I kind of get that because... uh, They didn't understand it. They clearly didn't enjoy it. The thing is, you've you've got to kind of be engrossed in it. If I'm being honest, there's there's quite a few details I missed the foot of. This is an incredible show. I love these characters. But there's a few things I I noticed. Like, at first when, like, and Jennifer and Eliza first came out. I thought they were like both Hamilton's wives. <laughs> Why? And I, I and I didn't notice Maria at first at all for some reason. It's so weird. I, I I've watched it five times, and this by the second time I was like, yes, that makes sense. The first time I was like, this is incredible, but I don't really. I loved it all, but like I don't really know much of this. Amazingly active, but very historically inaccurate. <laughs> That's not true. Ninety percent of this musical was accurate, yeah. and there's too much rap and hip hop for a musical about real events. Jesus, that's Bro, the whole point that's of what the it's about. Anyway, okay, I think we should get away from the reviews. We'll 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 go we'll go back to onward. So we're, we're kind of well. Any are there any major things that we haven't discussed with onward? You can die. I'm sorry. I'm reading more back. <laughs> anyway, let, let's get back into the room, everyone. Back to onward. Any any major things you want to discuss for it? No, I, I guess wrapping it all up, um, I would say that it's not Pixar's best. I think they could have done better, but it's not Pixar's worst. I think it's right in the middle. I think it's better than Brave, but not as good as as uh, Wally. But um, I think it's I think it's I, I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good. My my overall thoughts: it's in the middle of the road for Pixar. It's not one of their top, you know, films, but it's pretty enjoyable. It's a fun family experience. Watch it around. It has a really, it's an average film. But what really sets aside is the incredible ending, which I think we haven't talked enough about the ending. I think we should just do a segment now about the ending. What did you think of the ending, kind of in depth? It was really sweet. I really, really liked it. It was the perfect way to end onward. Like, the cheesy way out would have been, like, my dad was saying, like, oh, they're going to bring the dad back forever, obviously, at the last minute. I apologise, something. <laughs> it's all right, Bruno. We'll bring get that out. <laughs> um, um, yeah, what was I talking about? I've, I've lost my train of thought. I was talking about the ending. Yeah. Um, my dad was saying when we were watching the movie, like, oh, they're obviously just going to bring the dad back forever. But no, they don't. They, they chicken out that you don't get to see the father. And I think that's brilliant. It is kind of brutal, well, but I like how they let Barley see the dad because he gets to say goodbye. And it's a clever callback to earlier on. They kind of, they have all these pieces throughout the film that cleverly kind of add up to the ending. Yeah, I, I like, yeah, I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's, I love how the, it's, it's a really clever film. Like, you have the part, you know, where they throw, they play catch and stuff like that, and they do, and they have fun, and you don't really feel much of it. And then it all comes back at the end. I just love that scene where he's ticking the paper. It's an incredible moment. It's got to be one of my, probably my favourite part of this film, and one of my yeah, favourite yeah, picks on oh, it. Sure. It's just, just so good. It's, and yeah, going back to my overall thoughts, this film is no Inside Out or Incredible, but it's a very fun film. It's got some cool stuff. I feel like they could have done a lot better with certain aspects of the world building and, you know, the creativity of the whole thing. And they could have made the characters a bit more interesting. But yeah, overall, it's a very good movie. And I wouldn't say very good, but I would definitely say good. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's 
kind of what I was expecting, a bit better than I was expecting, like you said, in seven and a half, and we'll get a course to the big rank board, but it's time for Disney news, everyone's favourite segment of the show, where we talk a little about some of the news going on Disney now. I think, first of all, we'll quickly touch upon delays. <laughs> now, since the last episode, all the Marvel films have been pushed back again. It makes me cry. <laughs> yeah, it it's good for me because I know they'll be in theaters. You know, if you know what I mean. Like, I'll get to, I'll get probably hopefully by May. Fingers crossed, everyone. The world will be at this point. More. I wouldn't care if it was released at home. I just need a Marvel. I just need yeah. some Marvel tea to fill up my cup. Uh, at least we've got one division coming out at the end of the year. Even that, it. I'm not even. I was so looking forward to Falcon, to um Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's it's, it's really annoying that that was they finished one division and because I'm a big fan of the one the character, but that trailer it was like we'll, we'll talk about that trailer quickly. It was really cool. And I like how that Marvel's doing something different, but it's definitely far from my anticipated. Did Did you hit? Yeah, just... I mean, the fourth division show. It looks the trailer made it look better than I was what I was expecting, but I still just I'm I'm not not looking forward. To and it, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a major kind of thing in this whole multiverse saga uh, thing they're doing, if you know what I mean. But like, of course, I am looking forward to it. I just don't really know what to expect. Yeah. And while I like Scarlet Witch, I'm not the biggest Scarlet Witch fan. <laughs> Which and I, am. I just. I just don't know what to expect. Same vision, I don't really like because they never gave him any character. They, they just, but maybe uh, we'll get to vision in later Marvel episodes. But a bit more Marvel news. Did you hear? Like, there's been loads of news coming out about rumors and stuff. Did you hear the rumor that potentially in Spider-Man Three, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland could be coming together? Of course, I heard that theory. Yeah, it's. Apparently, it could be happening. They're building up to doing this whole multiverse thing with Doctor Strange too, which I'm so excited for that film. That'll be really. They're, they're hyping it up as like a big Marvel film, and of course, now the new schedule is May. We're getting Black Widow. July, we're going to be getting Shang Chi, and November we're getting Eternals, which is quite annoying. I, I'm quite looking forward to Eternals because I don't know what to expect. Like I think Eternals. When I first heard of Eternals, I thought it was just going to be. Um, Celestial uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but 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 I think it'll be, like after hearing the cast, I think it'll be <laughs> Angelina Jolie is gonna be in it, so hopefully they'll give us something good, unlike the Maleficent movies. Yeah. So that that's that's good. I'm quite and Shang Chi. I have no idea why that's coming before Eternals because I think they finished filming Eternals, to be honest, and they're filming Shang Chi now. Hopefully. And yeah, I don't know what they're doing, honestly. They haven't, they, they've uh, lacked to announce anything, but yeah, they've they kind of been, Marvel's been all over the place, so we still don't know when Falcon and the Winter Sh- Soldier is going to happen. I expect early 2021, but you never know at this point. Like, we've got the Loki series next year, and, you know, She Hulk and stuff. And also, there's been a lot of stuff announced about Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac is going to be playing Moon Knight, hopefully. Way too many stuff being announced. Yeah, there's so many Marvel rumors going on at the moment, and Star Wars rumors and stuff like that. Of course, it's like there's so much stuff being announced. Why don't you just give us something? Yeah, it's just they can't give us anything because they need to make the money. They they need their money. You know, just just release Black Widow already. (laughs) Just come on, give us. You think they have enough money by now? Yeah, but they've actually been losing quite a lot of money. But the main thing we want to talk about as part of the Disney news, so I thought I'd just get some Marvel news out of the way and stuff. Um, well, One more thing as well. The the Mandalorian season two is start on Friday. And I will hopefully, at the end of the season, I'll be doing like a bonus episode with, some, with somebody else, not Amber, because <laughs> she's not a Star Wars fan. Um, and we'll be ranking all 16 Mandalorian episodes from both seasons. So... That's pretty cool. I was going to do weekly reviews, but, you know, I, I just thought... Maybe... I could ask my cousin Cooper if he'll do... Because he's, he's watching The Mandalorian, too, so maybe yeah. you guys... Yeah, be, uh, yeah, it'd be really cool. Episode. Let's bring Cooper back in the show. That was... Yeah, it didn't really work for three people, but he was really cool, so hopefully we can get... Yeah. That was my fault. <laughs> I should have joined. <laughs> well, you know, you're kind of a face of this podcast. you kind of got to have you with us. It's just like... Like, there's kind of just two halves to this podcast. 
I get it. I'm an OG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we don't have Yasita anymore. She's... Uh, anyway, we, we've gone so off on this episode, but this is dipping right. We're, we're going to be talking about Soul. The, the second trailer came out for it, and I am way more excited for it now. And I'm really... Oh, what's her name? Oh, the actress. Tina Fey. Tina Fey, yeah. I'm looking forward to her character a lot more now. I really enjoyed her Definitely. character in the trailer. She seems so funny and cool. And I love the feel of this movie. We're like, all right, we're getting this guy. He's a musician. He wants this. And yeah, we've seen that before. But the way that they're, they're doing something really creative with this film, I'm hoping they take the advantage of the cool universe, unlike this film, which didn't. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a pretty good movie. I honestly think it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm it coming on December twenty fifth, which is like why just get it out this month, seriously. Like, exactly. Like just get it out for Thanksgiving. Like there's no there's no reason to keep it until Christmas Day. The only reason doing that is because Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, the new DCEU film, is supposed to be coming out that day, which it will probably be delayed again, knowing Warner Brothers, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, just get it out for Thanksgiving, alright? I want to see Salt. They're putting it on for free as well, because Premier Access was a bit of a failure. People are like, I... I don't know why, because they're dumb, because Soul is a movie I would actually pay yeah, money to people see. People are going to pay for Salt. No one's going to pay for the mediocre movie long run. I've still not seen it to this day. I'll watch it on... Same. I'll watch it on December 4th when it comes for free, and we'll probably have to do an episode on it or whatever, <laughs> to, and put it down there with The Lion King, because... A bunch of people are saying it's as bad as The Lion King, if not worse. And I, I've I've seen spoilers for it. I don't care about spoilers for Mulan. And some of the stuff I've heard is like, no. Do you care about spoilers for this? For it? Um, I don't really care. What the major thing is like Mulan's the chosen one in it. I don't understand that. Like, they just they do some brilliant. And there's like a witch in it who has to sacrifice herself for Mulan. It's ridiculous. Just. Just look up the, the movie plot. It's so bad. It just I, I just don't want to watch it. It's just the actress, of course. I don't know if you've heard she's really controversial. Mm-hmm, she, I have. she supports some stuff that's bad and it's just it's just really bad. But getting back to Salt, I'm really looking forward to the movie and I, I just I just want it out now. Like come on, like Disney you've got to keep Disney Plus subscribers and Disney Plus is gonna be a major like we've got the Mandalorian, WandaVision and Soul coming in like the same two months, like well, who gives me plus, if you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so I think it's time we move on to the big rank the board. Now, this is the segment of the show where we take the film we just looked at and see how high it can actually climb. Will it overthrow Hamilton? Now, based off an earlier <laughs> section... That's a joke. <laughs> based off an earlier section in this episode, we... I'm guessing it won't, but you know. So we did the seasonal board first of all. Is it better than Muppets Always Wanted? Um, I think so. Yeah. I wouldn't say better than Muppets Always Wanted. I love Muppets Always Wanted. It's, it's a classic. It's of course it's not better than Muppets Most Wanted. What do you think? Of course. Oh, I thought you were being serious. Were <laughs> you meant to be serious? Wow. Um. Yeah. So let's start from the bottom. Is it better than the Kim Possible, right? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Better than Wrinkle in Time? Yeah. Yes. At least this film has a story. About what? At least this film has a story and characters who are okay. Huh? Yeah. Is it is it better than Lion King 2019, the, the remake? Yep. Um, better than Millicent 2? Yep. Better than Peter Pan? Yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I'd say so. Um. Oh, yeah, we, we, we did move up Peter Pan, didn't we? Yeah, just... Is it better than High School Musical? Yeah. yeah. Better than Teen Beach? Yeah, I'd say better than Teen Beach. Yeah. Better than Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Yeah. Better than Frozen 2? I've got to say better than Frozen 2. Because... I have more to rant on in Frozen 2 than this. Yeah, yeah. Both are films that had great potential. They just didn't work. Um, Better than Robin Hood. Yeah. Better than the original Frozen. I can't say that one. No, it's not. 
All right, so we've got a new place. It's a new ninth place or tenth place, I believe. So it's tenth. That's quite good, to be honest. Well, we, re- we reviewed too many bad films. So. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we we got like five or six bad films. But luckily, the rest of the season, we've not really got any awful stuff coming out. Like coming up, we've got Captain Marvel. And we we don't know the order. I want to do Captain Marvel soon. And we're going to be doing Hamilton <laughs> at the end of the year. And yeah. Go, going for Captain future... Marvel. Captain Marvel sucks. That's a review. <laughs> Episode over. Goodbye, everyone. Anyway, um, yeah. So what we'll be doing going forward is probably we'll aim for two episodes a month. A weekly thing probably won't be possible anymore. December we probably won't be able to do any episodes. Of... We might be able to do one or two, but definitely not early December. Yeah, because <laughs> do you want to let the fans know what's going on? Yeah, I'm back in Annie. Oh yeah. Yes, she's doing a production of Annie, a real production. She's been rehearsing a lot, so that is why she we couldn't do a lot of episodes in September and, and October. But... I got a month off, but now I'm back. <laughs> she's coming back to Annie. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll do, she can talk a little bit more about it in the Hamilton episode. This is kind of a bit more relevant, but I think we're coming you know up. What epi- you know what we should do next episode? What? I think we should do a um. I think we should do like a ranking, a Pixar ranking film because I already have my list. <laughs> yeah, we and we can like go, we can go like back and forth, like our like our least swap to our most. We swap. we we should we should do stuff like that. Like uh, we would plan to do like, the live action remake ranking, and we we need to do tonight between seasons stuff. And we're, I'm not sure when that's gonna happen. Whether it this weekend, next weekend, we can only really do weekends now. As, Time scale, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. It's only because it's election day today. We're filming this on Tuesday. I'll probably be out for like Friday or Saturday. Just before we go, shout out to Bruno. And anything you want to say before we go? Uh, no, just check out my uh, my uh, podcast, um, Ray Rates Movies. I haven't been, it's Ray Rates Movies. I haven't been posting on there lately, but I'm going to try and get back on there. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't anything too soon, but yeah, I have a bunch yeah. of reviews there of just any movies, period, <laughs> not just yeah. me. Yeah, she just does anything. Shows, movies, just go check it out. I, I did an episode on there, so... If you, you did, yeah. If, if, you, if you care about me, then go, go give it a <laughs> listen. <laughs> if you want to hear more of the amazing Lewis, you can go check it out. And more of you, of course. And yeah, go. I'm back on YouTube now, so that's something so i'm doing this and youtube at the same time but now we've got second lockdown coming i in theory yeah. would have more time but schools are still open because of course they are anyway thanks for listening to this episode if you please share the podcast we're we, we need the views come on get it out tell your grand tell your aunt tell your dog to get <laughs> get 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 the spread out there let people know and yeah thanks for listening to